You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. This is Friday, March 27th. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. There he is. And we have got a, we got a few things to talk about. A few things to talk about. Um, first things first, go to the website. WinningCuresEverything.com is the site. You can subscribe to the show on whatever your favorite podcast app is. We're also on YouTube, on Facebook, on Periscope, etc. Share the show out, tell your buddies about it. We would appreciate that. The show is brought to you every day by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six incredible sports books that will be opening again at some point, and you can find more information on that at tunicatravel.com, along with the shows that will be coming back through town. They've had to reschedule a lot of things. Uh, it is what it is. So uh, go ahead, check that out, tunicatravel.com, winningcureseverything.com, and let's go ahead and fire in topic number one here, the MLB and the MLBPA, uh, that's the Players Association, have agreed on when they can start back playing baseball, which is obviously uh, a big topic around here because we need some sports. We need something, right? Now, here is part of the agreement. This is obtained by ESPN's Jeff Passan. The players and MLB primarily agreed that the 2020 season will not start until each of the following conditions are met. Are you ready for this? There's three of them. There are no bans on mass gatherings that would limit the ability to play in front of fans. However, the commissioner could still consider the use of appropriate substitute neutral sites where economically feasible. Number two, they can come back when there are no travel restrictions throughout the United States and Canada. And then number three, medical experts determined that there would be no health risks for players, staff, or fans with the commissioners and unions still able to revisit the idea of playing in empty stadiums. Now, what this says to me is they will probably not be playing baseball this year. That's my guess. Is that what you kind of take from this? 
No, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's the case or not. Cause we don't know it. Everything hinges upon medical science. At some point in time, we will come up with a cure and right. a far better treatment or a, a treatment cure slash and, uh, and a, a vaccine. And if we come up with those and then they can, you know, have everything. I have no idea if you fast tracked it or what, and a lot, I'm sure a lot of it depends on how the treatment is made and how the vaccine is made, how complicated it is. But uh, whatever it is that they come up with, if they could get that in the hands of people and everybody can go out and get their, their new shots or flu shots, then, then we're fine. Agreed. The only issue there is uh, medical, you know, professionals have told us for, uh, quite a while now that a vaccine will take 12 to 18 months to not only get it working correctly, get it fully that's tested. The, that's and the, get that's it the, the mass produce it to the entire country. Right. But if you were able to vaccinate all of these players and all of these teams and all of these staffs, then, then at the end of the day, why are right, they're vaccinated? Why can't they play? I mean, that's yeah, you got a valid point. I just, cause you're not, know. you won't be able to monitor did people actually get the vaccination or not if they come into the ballpark? True. There'll be, there'll be no way to regulate that. I mean, we, we can't monitor that today if you're an anti-vaxxer. Um, so, you know, yeah. but, but, but you can monitor the players, the umps, the coaches, the, the people that have to be there for the games to take place. That's a, you got a valid point. I'm, I'm curious, you know, the, the no travel restrictions throughout the United States and Canada, uh, there is – you know, uh, a blocking of the border right now that will eventually go away. But yep. as it stands, you know, nobody's getting in, nobody's getting Look, out. I, I'm not saying that that's all going to happen. I'm just saying I'm not, I'm not saying it can't happen or won't happen. Yeah, they are. Uh, there's no formal framework in the agreement. Uh, the owners and players both want to play as many games as possible. There is flexibility on both sides. Uh, because they are willing to extend the regular season into October and then play neutral site playoff games in November and even add double headers to the schedule. Like they want to, they want to play. Uh, obviously, the so here the union agreed not to sue the league for full salaries in the event that the 2020 season uh, season never takes place. Um, I mean, they, the guys are going to be paid. They, it may not be as much as their contract stipulates. The, but the question's going to come in is, will it count as an accrued year? Okay. Yeah. It, if you're an Indians fan right now and you know your ownership has basically told you, they're, the Red Sox ownership said a year and a half ago, we're not re-signing Mookie. We're going to try, but we're not making him the highest paid player in baseball. He says he wants to be, so prepare yourself to lose him. Indian fans, same thing. We we cannot make him the highest player in baseball. He's going to want to be one of the top pays. They got two years with him. Yeah. If we don't get baseball this year, but he's getting paid by the Indians, does that count as an accrued year? Or do they still have two more years or not? Yeah, that's that's a valid question. Like that are going to matter. Oh, yeah. That's going to be the single hardest thing to to figure out in this thing. And some players are going to want it to be an accrued year, and some are not. Because some have massive incentives that they think are easily hit. And if it's an accrued year and you hit 30 home runs in the first year of your contract, you get this, you know, accelerator for your payment. And that's not the first year of my contract because we didn't play baseball. 
Lindor might say, no, this year counts because I want to be a free agent a year early. That's true. The um, I, and I don't I don't know the answer to those things. I'm I'm way way above my my lead in in, in trying to speak to those. Uh, I I can see the as a fan, I could see the pros and the cons. As a player, I could see the pros and the cons of of it being and and from the management and ownership side. Oh yeah, there, I mean, because there's going to be, be winners and losers. But at some point in time, they're going to have to draw a line in the sand and say it's this for everybody. So it's either some people are going to love it, some people are going to hate it. Well, the the MLBPA and you know the union will have to figure out what is best for the entire players association for all of the players, and then go from there. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that MLB will kind of go along with whatever they end up doing. But it, I mean, you got to look at who gets paid, whether or not they get paid all of it, because these teams are not making money right now. No, so, yeah, you're not. You, I mean, you're you're not paying people twenty million dollars this year. No, I mean, that's that's not. Th- this is not happening. Now you uh you have no, got nor that. should it happen. By the way, I know I'm not. I'm not proposing that it should. Either. Yeah. Now you're you're right. You are a hundred percent right. Let's uh let's go on and move out of baseball. Let's talk about Kirk Herbstreit for just a minute. Uh, he, according to TMZ, now he was on ESPN Radio, etc. He stated he would be surprised if there is college football, if there is NFL football this fall. Uh, His quote was, I'll be shocked if we have NFL football this fall, if we have college football. I'll be so surprised if that happens. Uh, He said, just because, from what I understand, people that I listen to, you're 12 to 18 months from a vaccine, Herb Street continued. I don't know how you let these guys go into locker rooms and let stadiums be filled up uh, and how you can play ball. I just don't know how you can do it with the optics of it. Um, He went on to Feinbaum's show last night. He said, don't get me wrong. If there's anyone that wants the college football season more than me, I'd love to meet them. I hope and pray there is a football season. I hope we are in a position where we can have a football season. I'm not trying to create drama or hysteria. I'm just trying to be real. I think that's about as real as you can get. You and I have been on top of this for well over a week now. We had Cecil Hurt on the show on Wednesday to discuss it. And it is a very real possibility. Now, obviously, we were just talking about whether or not baseball would come back if we're even talking about football not coming back, I mean, we really got to be prepared mentally for everything to be completely different for quite a while. I mean, do you agree with Herb Street here? Yeah, I mean, like I said, all of this can be solved with medical marvels, and I and I don't know what those are going to be, but you know, at some point in time, I I think we're going to be released back into the wild. Um, <laughs> To, to live our lives. He might be right though. I mean, I have read and listened to and heard people say that, I mean, a realistic thing, if you want, you know, to really take care of this, we're looking at 12 to 18 months of, of this kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Um, well, it's a, it's so know. in our group chat, you know, we talk about the, uh, the champions league game in Milan that yep. really led to the humongous outbreak in Italy you do something like this before you're right, because even South Korea and China are starting to see the numbers jump back up, that, even that, after they've uh, they've held everybody in and quarantined everybody for months. So if you release people too soon, you're going to have the same problem on your hand if you don't have a vaccine ready. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. No, you have to you have to have an answer before you release everybody back. Yeah, which like that that was always nuts. my thought process. I didn't really understand the everybody needs to quarantine for 14 days 
because my thought was is <laughs> if we all take a time out for 14 days, but this bug still lives in the wild, as soon as we go out and we all start touching the same stuff we touched before and we got it, or one person has it, they were quarantined for 14 days, does it just go away in 14 days? No, no chance. Like, let's say I have it. I'm asymptomatic. <laughs> I show no symptoms whatsoever. I stay locked into a bubble for 14 days. I walk out that bubble. Like, I'm good to be around normal people. Well, I mean, apparently. I don't know thing, that that's how it works. No, apparently, like, this thing dies in about 14 days, right? So, like, it, it you will no longer be contagious. You will no longer have the disease in 14 days after okay. you get it. Uh, All right. But. Yeah, because like they've talked about, it can live on the surface of plastic or steel for like three days, yep. et cetera, right? So there's all yep. these different things about it, but it, yeah, they're staying. I think the the biggest thing is the longer you stay at home, it's the whole flattening the curve thing, right? The longer Correct. you stay at home, the less overwhelmed uh, our healthcare system will be. That is the the purpose of this. However. If but this if fall, we're talking about that, that means all right. So we took this curve, right? Right. So so I, what goes up must come down, right? Physics has to has to stay in place. We're trying to stop it from doing this. We're trying to make it do this, right? When you take something that's a spike and you push it down, it has to go out wide, right? So at some point in time, yes, we don't want to strain our healthcare because we 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 don't want to have the calamities and the problems. That, that these other countries have had, but by flattening that curve, we are also extending this thing out even further. Agreed. Agreed. Like the, I'll say this. It is probably better for everybody to get it at one time. That way you've got the antibodies in your system, right? The bad thing about that is I don't know of a single country's healthcare system that is able to take on when hundreds of millions of people, however many people it is, because the United States population is what, like 337, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. 400 million people. So if you've got over 100 million people that have the disease, then you have, what, 10% of them have to be hospitalized? I think yeah. that's around the number. Yeah. So, so it's like 10 million people have to be hospitalized. 10 million people have to be hit. Yeah, and country. there ain't enough beds. There ain't enough anything to be able to deal with that. So you are going to have a massive number of deaths on your hand. Yep. So... By flattening the curve, you're really just trying to prevent the number of deaths. Like, that's, totally. that's all you're doing. No, because, no, no, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not yeah, saying no, it's no, wrong. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I see I'm trying to from. figure out the mechanics of it because I haven't really thought. I haven't thought that much. I, mean, I guess I haven't thought about it from this perspective because we haven't talked about baseball just not happening at all. And, and then, then football not happening. Football at all. not happening at all. Like, we've talked about, you know, can we start playing if we get this figured out by October? But I don't, I don't know that that's realistic, and I don't know that that's happening. I I don't think so either. I I mean because you like we talked about with Cecil, you still got to have you know seven to eight weeks, maybe maybe a little bit, five to six weeks of conditioning. Then you got to have a fall camp to prep everybody because there's players coming in that don't know the playbook that have never even worked with the coaches. And all I, I'll, I'll tell you this: I'd give them two months. You can condition and prep, and if you can't figure it out in two months and guys aren't ready mentally, then they're just going to get a lot of penalties, and that's just part of it. Well, and that's, the good coaches are going to be good, and the bad coaches are going to be bad, and that's just part of it. Well, that's see, that's one of the you things don't, that – You don't have to give them time to learn the playbook. No, While no, no, they're no. doing conditioning, they can learn the playbook. Well, they can learn the playbook right now. 
Like yeah. they, they can be studying as we speak. The issue exactly. is if you're giving them two months, well, when does the two month, you know, countdown start? Like, no, does it start I'm with you. In I get it. No, I, I know that. I know that. But like, we got to have conditioning. That's a must. If you don't have time to condition, then you can't physically play the game. Hey, we're, we're going to talk to conditioning uh, is done. Yeah. You don't get any extra time to prepare because, oh, we really need to work out some chemistry because we haven't been around each other. Nope. That's just part of it. It's yeah. going to be a struggle that if you're bringing in a freshman quarterback and a freshman stud receiver, they're just going to have to be studs. And if you've got a senior, you know, then, you know, it's just going to, they're going to have a benefit. And it's just, it's a one year deal. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Well, we say it's one year for now. I mean, who knows, right? But, but, but we'll okay, see. Okay, yeah. Like, uh, right now, as it stands, like, we're just going to look at one year. Uh, we'll probably have uh, our buddy Huey in next year or next week and next year, geez, uh, discussing, you know, injuries, the what it takes to be prepared for a season, et cetera, et cetera. He's a, uh, a physical therapist in – is he in Texas right now? I don't even know where he is. He's been so many places. Uh, I think he's in Texas yeah. right now. Yeah, every couple um, of months, Huey moves. That, you got that right. He's been to Indiana and he's been, you know, Chicago. He's been all over the place. So, but he uh, he knows his stuff. So we will uh, we'll have him and we'll have him talk about a few things. But uh, I I do say this: I appreciate Herb Street for at least being honest about what he's thinking about the football season. Yeah. you don't want it all sugar coated and whatnot. And everybody, oh yeah, we'll be fine. Everything's good. You'd, you'd like to keep the positivity up, but we're at a point right now where I'd rather people just keep it real. Once again, we're going to have the same questions for football as we do with baseball, with contracts. And in college, where the only people get paid are coaches, well, what are we paying them? And true. Do, do they get do they get a year, uh, you know, accrued? And do, do we get scholarship limits, uh, you know, bounced up? Do we get uh, those players to come back again? I mean, what's... Yeah. You know, if you don't play, if you've already redshirted, does that count against you? I mean, does it, you know, it, no. it is what it yeah. is. Well, for players, student athletes, it there's no possible way it can count as an accrued year. I agree. It just can't. All spring players, they've already said, are getting their year of eligibility back, even though they've played, you know, part of the season. True. So, True. Um, it, which is the right thing to do. Which is the right thing to do. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm glad that scholarships are right. Listen, anybody who tries to say we don't have to pay them, we give them scholarships, scholarships are a fictitious currency that we have artificially created to give these kids, which means we can make more of it, all right? Yeah. That's just it. That's it. If you had a scholarship and you were supposed to play this year and you didn't, then you didn't get to finish the season even. That's fine. Then then you get that again. Next year, nobody plays anything next year. That's great. You all get to stay in. We're going to have some 28-year-old players it's just part of it i'm good everybody's gonna look like byu byu's gonna have dudes in their 30s (laughs) i love it i love it all right let's move on topic number three here uh my bookie my bookie and bovada now these are two offshore sports books etc they are both doing now bovada from what i understand is only doing nfl straight like madden twitch streams they've got somebody that is running simulations of football games. And I watched the Redskins and the Giants today, and that was uh, actually pretty entertaining. Like, Dwayne Haskins looked really good in this game. <laughs> I, I had it on in the background. It was actually somewhat entertaining, I thought. Uh, so, Bavada's doing this. My bookie is also doing um, 
it, there's a, a college basketball mod for NBA 2K. So they are doing college basketball streams like three or four times a day, different matchups. So on Sunday, you've got Memphis against Creighton, which will be, I think, entertaining. Um, but they've got like updated rosters, all that kind of stuff. They've got Madden streams. They've got college basketball streams. They've got NBA streams and whatnot. And they are letting people bet on these. Now, they are simulations. So I don't believe that they are able to rig it to where, you know, it, it is what it is. I guess they could find a way to figure out who is betting more money, like who is getting more on their side. It still seems a little shady to me, right? Does that seem kind of weird to you? The whole thing is weird. Listen, I like gambling, but I'm not doing this. this is, oh, I can't bring myself to bet on it, but I, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. I'm not going to give them a view. I'm not going to give them a click. This is insane. This is just insane. This is what Twitch does, though. I mean, it's all esports. Like, it, Twitch is gigantic because it's all streaming. And there are millions and millions of people that go on there every day to watch other people play video games. Now, the simulation aspect. I think it's kind of cool. Like, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of this, especially when there's nothing else live going on. Uh, if you don't know what the outcome is, it does make it at least a little more entertaining than watching games that you do know the outcome of. Like, right now, I'm watching 2012 Alabama and LSU. I already know what happens. But watching everything that led up to, like, the final drive, uh, it's been a minute since I've actually watched the game, but I just I keep these on in the background. Just, you know, YouTube, whatever. And, you know, you go back, you find stuff that uh, that you hadn't watched in a long time, right? It, have you been doing that at all? Zero. Zero? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm stuck at the same desk all day, every day, so I, I got to have something. But, I mean, even if I was in that situation, like, I just, I can't, I just can't do it. That's not entertainment to me. I can understand it. I, I put it on because I don't have to sit and pay attention to it the entire time. Like, it, it's easier that way. Um but yeah, my bookie, Bavada. If you feel like going and putting some action down, uh, they've got a game coming up at 5 p.m. Central Time, I believe, or maybe 6 p.m. Central Time, and it's the the Bills and the Jets, and the uh, Bills are a seven point favorite. So, if you want to go check it out, uh, I believe that's over at Bavada right now, and then my bookie's going to have their own thing later on. So, go and check them out. At least see what they've got going on. You can actually stream it on their page. Uh, or you can just go to Twitch and and look for it. It's really interesting. Uh, I've I've enjoyed it. Now I'm not going to spend you know an entire evening doing it, but while I'm working, they got games on during the day. Yeah, why not? It's better than nothing. All right, let's close out today's show because obviously you know there's not a a lot to get into. But on Twitter today, they were discussing. Now by they, I'm talking about uh, the, the trending topics. One of the big trending topics of the day was. Name your three favorite professional wrestlers of all time. And Chris and I, when we became friends back in elementary school, we used to get together and we would watch WWF. And we enjoyed the crap out of it. Now, we I don't know that we ever really watched a live event. We just watched old WrestleManias and old tapes and whatnot. Summer yeah, we went to the we went to the video store and we rented like the pay-per-views back yes. before they were pay-per-view and maybe they were pay-per-views and I just Now they they were pay-per-views but We were too poor to get that stuff then. <laughs> exactly. But you and I would sit for entire days on the weekend and watch wrestling. 
Yeah. So we we know a little bit about this. Now, obviously, I don't I don't know that you and I keep up with a whole lot of what's going on now. So I our haven't favorite, watched wrestling in a long, long time. I got to tell you, I cannot wait until Lincoln, my two year old, is old enough to get into it. I've already decided when he gets to be about five or six, we are going to buy the WWE uh, app or channel or whatever it is to where we can watch all the fights and we can go back and watch all the old wrestling matches. I cannot wait for that. I'm excited about it. But either way, I haven't watched wrestling in dad, 20 years, yeah. I guess. Really? It's been like a long I've, time. I've paid attention to a few things here and there. Obviously, when Ronda Rousey came in, like Rob Gronkowski like, just joined, so I'm going to watch some stuff just to see what he's like. No, I keep up with the news, you yeah. know. Well, the, I'm, I'm going to watch like interesting events. Like If there's something massive that's happening... Correct. I'll tune in and see what's going on. Uh, I'm probably not ever going to buy a pay-per-view. I'm probably, you know, I'm not to that point. But uh, but Chris and I do have uh, favorite wrestlers. So uh, all and, your wrestlers, old guys, like from when we were little, or um, do you have any new people at all? I don't have any new, but I have some that are older than uh, I've got two that the, are from when when we were kids. The Rock then, is new. Stone Cold Steve Austin is new. To okay, me. then I have then I have a new. Those are not old. They are new to me because they were the last people that I watched when I watched wrestling. Okay. I've got one new, and I've got okay. two old ones. Um, would you like to start us off? Sure. My favorite wrestler of all time, without question, when I was little, was the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> I knew. I could have I named that off for you. I really could have. Yeah, no. <laughs> That was, he was absolutely my favorite. He was the best. And, uh, and yeah, so I loved him. All of this is from when I was a child, by the way. Oh, All yeah. of it. I can't, there are several that when I was older and liked it a lot and watched all the time that I thought about putting it on here. But you never love something as a teenager or an adult like you did, like you were a child. Oh, that's 100% and, true. And, and I went back to those feelings, those thoughts, those memories. Everybody comes from that. That makes sense. That's Mine is from the same era, uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. That is my number one all-time favorite. I don't know what it was. Like He, he wore the, uh, the pink spandex, and he had the long hair, and he wore those goofy sunglasses and whatnot. Yeah, the pink and black attack, oh, baby. Yeah. He was unfreaking real and I, I loved him from day one. Yeah. Followed him into the abyss. Uh, so he was he was all about it. You want you want to do snake draft? You want me to go number yeah. two? All right, number, number two, two for me. Macho man, Randy Savage. Him and Miss Elizabeth, man. Like I, his voice, the oh yeah, you know all that stuff. Like I ate that up. Him doing the Slim Jim commercials uh, when he turned heel. I decided I was going to turn heel. I was still going to root for him. Like. Everything about it. When he went to WCW, I went to WCW. Like, I followed him all over the place. He was awesome. Like, that that guy, uh, when he was alive, when, it, you know, all that kind of mess, he, he was something else. He was, I don't know what he, he was on something that was an upper of some sort at all times. I've never seen time. somebody so excited. Other at than the times. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. No, there's no doubt that guy was on... Uh, we'll call them uppers. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> All right. Who's uh, who's your number two? Uh, my number two would be Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Man, I I loved I loved that guy when I was little. 
I just did. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, man. Absolutely. Uh. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm, I don't have these guys on here, but obviously there was the Big Boss Man and the yeah. Mountie and the Painter. Oh, no, yeah. The I had to Warriors. pick three. I had to pick my yeah. top three. That's oh, it. yeah. But, uh, but thinking about all these, like Brutus the Barber Beefcake was unreal. Uh, my little brother's was The Undertaker, and it wasn't even yeah. close. He dressed up like him every year for Halloween for about four years straight. Like, it was just ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Oh, we're going snake draft. What's your number three? Uh, so, my last one um, was Andre the Giant. That so. makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, just be it when I was little, I was just so much bigger than all the rest of the kids when we were in elementary school. And he was so much bigger than all the rest of the wrestlers. I just thought I was going to continue to grow in perpetuity the way – I just sway my brain worked when I was in second, third grade. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, I'm going to be like Andre one day. It's like, Oh, okay, cool. Well then I'll just be a wrestler and, and I'll do this. <laughs> um, so that, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Him and the uh, mouth of the South and uh, Jimmy Hart from Memphis, all that. Uh, my number three, and this is cliche. There are a lot of people that will uh, that will agree. They will think that this is their favorite. All that, dude. Stone Cold Steve Austin got me back into wrestling at one point because he was so outrageously outlandish. The beer drinking and flipping everybody off and cussing at the the company owner and all of that. I could not get enough of him. Anytime he was going to be on Raw or whatever the the other show was going to be. Uh, SmackDown, I guess it was. Was it SmackDown when he was around? Uh, he was on both. Yeah, yes, I, I, he was around yeah, during was, Raw okay. and SmackDown. So, anytime he was going to be on those, I tuned in because you never knew what was going to happen. Like it was always something crazy. But man, his his constant beer drinking, like the Coors Light stuff, him throwing beers out into the crowd, pouring beers all over everybody. Uh, I I could not get enough of that. And there's nobody like him now. So he had a massive image swap <laughs> from WCW to WWF, which yeah. is why I never could buy into the Stone Cold that we know today. Loved him. No, no knocks on him whatsoever. Absolutely loved him. But he was a member of a tag team called the Bodacious Blondes. All right. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And he had long blonde locks and him and some other dude. And, and I just thought when I saw him at WWF, I was like, that can't be on. the same guy, right? Like, what? <laughs> Oh no. See now, now I see, I was always told this stuff is fake. Not only is the wrestling, but you're fake. Like yeah. you can't go from this pretty primp proper, you know, bodacious blonde. Yeah. California, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed, pretty boy to rough, drunk Texan. All right. That didn't work. Okay. I was old enough to know that's bullshit. All right. <laughs> and I couldn't handle that. Now, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to him in WCW. No, so, no one did because he was a member of the Bodacious Blonde. Exactly. So Nobody when he came to that. WWF, and, and I didn't, I mean, back then there wasn't a whole lot of Googling and whatnot, so you didn't no, you yeah. didn't get all this. The social media stuff wasn't there. It was easy to just not worry about what, what went on in the past, and you just see this this rough and rowdy, you know, 
dude coming out drinking beer, cussing at everybody, flipping off the the you know company owner, all that kind of, like that drew me in immediately. I they was were the so Hollywood blondes. I'm sorry, the Hollywood they used to blondes. call themselves bodacious blondes. They were the Hollywood blondes. <laughs> I apologize. I was My trying goodness. to Google that. Yeah, this this was a lot of fun. I uh, I want to go back through some of these old ones again. I mean, we got plenty of time. There ain't gonna be any sports for a little while, so we uh we might can rehash some of these. Maybe maybe we can do some rewatchable kind of stuff and go back and watch like WrestleMania 10 and whatever else. Yeah, but, yeah, sure. yeah. That's a uh, that's a lot of fun. I think that's gonna wrap it up for today. Is there anything else that we need to hit on? I mean, there's not no. any news really. Nope. That works for me. All right, you can go follow him at Chris B Giannini on Twitter. You can follow me at Gary WCE. Check out the websites winningcureseverything.com, and then you can go over to tunicatravel.com. Figure out when they're going to open the sports books back up, when they're going to have the shows coming back through town, etc. Keep up with them over there, tunicatravel.com, winningcureseverything.com. We will see you all again next week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.